Hi, my name is Rod Lyman here, and we're at Beyond Today doing a live bot podcast with Ray Kapkowski. How are you doing today, Ray? Hey, I'm pretty fantastic, uh, if you consider the fact that I can't wear a headset. <laughs> I'm a little bummed about that. <laughs> Ray's, Ray's in his house uh, talking to me and that in his lovely, beautiful home, and I'm at Beyond Today and that. So I get to wear a headset. For some odd reason, we couldn't get the headsets to work with for Ray. So I feel bad that Ray doesn't get a headset. Yeah. Well, it's next to me, so it'll, it'll do. How you doing? (laughs) Good. How are you doing? I'm pretty fantastic. I'm I'm excited about this. I don't think I've ever done a podcast nor, nor do I really know what one is. So that probably, you know, it goes without saying that I don't know what I'm doing. Well, this is going to be great then. Since since you have no idea what you're doing, and I just pretend I know what I'm doing, this ought to be a lot of fun. Okay, I'm I'm ready. You know. All right. Good. Well, I just want everybody to let everybody know that uh, Ray and I have been friends for quite a while, and that uh, uh, he's got some great insights and great thinking, the thought process that uh, he goes through, and that he doesn't think like a lot of people. He has his own way of thinking, which is awesome. But you know what? Once you start listening to him, that you make it, he makes a lot of sense, and you get this aha moments. There's one other thing that Ray does, which is really is interesting. That is, Ray came up with this beautiful new uh, healing modality. Ray, tell us a little bit about that healing modality. Well, uh, it I came up with a name called ribboning. I, I they sort of uh, my guides or whatever I call them my generals. You know, they led me to to do something different. Now, I, I've been I've been doing uh, energy healing since uh, on and off since I was about nineteen. And a couple months ago, um, a couple months ago, I was working on somebody, and I, I was I was sort of forced to stop. I, I I just I couldn't do what I was doing, and I was led to the to the foot of uh, of the massage table. And the next thing I knew, I had my hands on uh, on my client's uh, ankles, and I thought, "Oh, okay, this is you know some kind of routing of energy." But uh, well, uh, the next thing I knew, I was I was talking to the client, and I ran. I told them that we were going to run a small ribbon of energy up their left leg to their thigh, and um, and and. I said, hey, you know, can you feel that? And I got a response. And I didn't know what was going to happen after that. Uh, but after that, I, I was led to from the from the left uh, thigh over to the right hip. And then the next move was from the right hip up to the left shoulder, across the, uh, the throat to right ear, across the top of the head to the left ear. And then back down, you traverse the same the the same pattern, but in an opposite direction. And and every time that I got to a place, I asked my client, uh, you know, do you feel energy moving? How does it how does it feel to you? Uh, there are there are two other passes that happened, and each time the pass in the same uh, in the same pattern happened and I could see energy just lifting up and it, it seemed very oh, wow. important to talk to the person. It seemed very important for them to be really involved in it. Uh, like I would, I would say, you know, are, 
are you done with this area? And they would either nod, uh, you know, or give me some, or some would just talk. And so I found out that, and then the last pass is like about a 14-inch pass that takes in the, uh, you know, a person's, uh, their whole aura. And so eventually they're covering themselves in, in small segments, and they are the one that predicts and, and dictates whether whether they're done clearing that area or not. Now, I found since I've been doing this for, with people, I will ask them if they're having difficulty in a specific place, and I will suggest ways of, of, of uh, releasing energy in that area. And, uh, and then I just wait until they're ready to, to move on. Wow. Now, you know, the, the, the interesting part is that I, I kept wondering what was happening with this. And, and the, with talking to the generals, I recognized that it is about, it is, it is about the most, um, sim- the simplest removal of energy that, you can get. Remember when I talked to you about this, I, I told you that, uh, that it has nothing attached to it, that if it has, you know, any, anything that it does is, um, is just energy. And that the messages that I got is, is that if we attach something to the energy, whatever we attach to it gives that energy, power so if it's a negative kind of thing it gives it negative power if it's positive it gives it positive power but i also recognize that when you when you have power that is negative or positive it makes room for the other one to to exist so so this image that i get is that you just release all power make any difference whatever it is from the from the the bottom of your feet to the top of your head you're just releasing all this energy letting it all go and then replacing it with energy of your you know your choosing what what it is that you bring in that so basically sense? you're ringing them out yeah you're ringing them out right well they are they're doing it themselves yeah that's an interesting right. way to, to say it but but uh the whole thing is that you know, I when I was doing everything that I've ever done, uh, I always felt like when I walked away, they were sort of looking at me as as the practitioner. I was I was the healer, and I kept I kept knowing that you know I, all I was really doing is helping them focus, so that they're the healer. It's their body, and you know their interpretation of releasing energy is is really what I want. I want them to recognize that they have the power. I can help them out and I will, you know, but this is more about allow, helping people heal themselves right? and absolutely. take and take credit for it. <laughs> well, let them take credit for their own healing, right? Yeah, <clears throat> yep, exactly. So. Well, so it's more of a guided healing that you do that. It is, it, it is a, you know, Rod, it's a, it's, a, it's a focused kind of thing. What I've been doing is telling people to, uh, as they're coming over, I want them to prepare themselves. I want them to ready themselves for their own healing. So even before they get there, they're already getting to a place where, you know, they're getting, they're getting excited about it. They're, they're preparing themselves for it. 
And then when I get them there, you know, uh, I'll help them. So, so say, uh, okay. So recently I had somebody and it's funny cause I told you, I told you how this would happen. And then it happened. I had right. somebody come in with a headache and I, no. and I said, and I said, we're not going to talk about this in terms of you having a headache. You know, that that's not going to happen. What we're going to do is simply release energy from the bottom of your feet to the top of your head. And the idea is that is that as you're releasing all that energy, all the negative energy that or that the, the 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 energy that's blocked up that causes a headache is just part of the energy in your body and it will release along with everything else. So you're not giving the headache power. You're not you're not giving it a you know like oh I have a headache. You know no you don't you know you you're just releasing energy and the headache will go along with the rest of the energy. So basically what what this whole thing is is the concept is is that you get rid of not just the the bad energy but you get rid of the good energy too. And so you take negative and positive and pull it out. Right. And yeah, so then and then you're refreshing, then refreshing everything, right? Absolutely. That's exactly, that's exactly right. Thank you for that because I, I, I actually, I didn't really see, I'm still learning a lot about it. You know, uh, I have quite a, quite a bit that I, I have enough that I can figure that I figure that I can present this to people, you know, but, uh, there's stuff to learn. Yeah. You know? oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It sounds very fascinating. You know that uh, how you do that is because I, I I never thought of that concept. Just removing all energy at once and then re, you know replacing it with fresh energy. Uh, that, right. that that would feel really rejuvenated. You would feel rejuvenated and everything else. That and it doesn't take anything away from that person. It just it makes them just stronger and in healthier and healing. Well, I I started thinking how that affects how. When when somebody would come to me and learn how to do this for themselves, you know, then they can go to any practitioner anywhere that does anything and they can be proactive in their healing. So if you went to a, a Reiki class, a Reiki share, instead of just lying there and hoping that practitioners know what they're doing, you know, you could actually partake in in it, you know, and be a part of your own healing, no matter what it is that you do. You can, if you went to a doctor, you can go to a doctor and say, how do I help you help you help me? What do I do? Right. And, uh, and really it's about people getting their power back. I, I, I likened it to, you know, like animals don't think about what's wrong with them. They just heal. And, and on that level, we have that ability, but a lot of it's been taken away from us. We've been told that other people have power and yeah, well, maybe they do, but so do you. Right. So yeah, it, it it I think it's going to be a big step, and and I I I see it I see it affecting other areas of life too. You know. Right. I, Absolutely. I, yeah. I I see I see people people really need to have their power, especially in this day and age. You know. Um, you know. And and I I did something last week when when I talked I I. I, I let uh, I I just let myself talk, and one of the one of the things that I was talking about was about um, you know uh, uh, about recognizing how 
how much power we have and how it is it is a very simple thing that the more we complicate it, the harder it becomes you know to recognize it if you just sit back and say that you're perfect right now in this moment, you're absolutely right, and it's a very simple thing to do you know well, the same thing happens with energy the the, the simpler it is, the easier it is that that you know you have the ability to feel it and to utilize it you know with a lot with less constraints and less you know things to focus on and all that kind of stuff just heal yourself just shut up and heal yourself <laughs> you know? and, that's and, perfect and, yeah and shut up and be happy you know there's exactly. you only have this moment so it's up right. to you so i have a question for you okay such as uh at Reiki, you know, we, we are open ourselves up and we're the vessels. We don't do actually the healing and everything else. And then it's channeled energy in that, but sure. they have to want to be healed first. So in, is that in, uh, in same aspect to you, you believe it is that you just a step forward. Is that say a step further? I guess you're saying is that, you know, in Reiki, you know, I, go ahead. Yeah. You know? No, I, I I almost think it's a step back, you know. I I really see I really see that that we that we complicate stuff so much, uh, and and that you know I don't know maybe maybe because it's complicated, uh, it draws people in, it gets their minds excited. But you know the the truth of of most of this stuff is that actually it's backwards. It's just letting that kind of thing go, relaxing and and. Uh, you know, making things very simple for yourself so you can complete it. You can, you know, it's it's easy to sit back and go, "Hey, I'm cool. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm all right." <laughs> you know? Absolutely, I get that totally. Well, and that's the thing is that uh, we should be keeping things simple. And that it's this stuff is not complicated. It's one of the teach things we teach in that is like uh, p- people keep asking us, "How can you ascend in one weekend? How can you learn?" something that takes monks and people many years to learn that is because we are told it's going to take that long. You know, Mm -hmm. if I tell you, you're going to learn this in one weekend and that, and if you uh, practice it and and be part of it, you you can be just like the monks in in, in a certain way. And it it is, it should be just that simple as like, okay, this is what I want because everything is intent anyway. What Mm -hmm. you believe in in your mind will happen and everything's intent. And so it's, it's just, that's a beautiful thing, Ray, that said, it's more of a step backwards than that it should be the, the foundation, the boat, the, before any kind of other healing modality ever made is do something that's simple so that they get the simple concept and not make anything else difficult as long the way. I, I think, you know, the, this talk that I gave last week, the, 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 the one message that kept, coming out throughout the whole thing. It didn't matter what I was talking about. It didn't matter, you know, when I I talked about relationships, uh, I talked about uh, people's ability to think. Everything that I kept saying and I kept coming back to was, you can't get away from this. You're perfect right now. It's your perception that takes you away from the idea of you being perfect. It's your perception that takes you and puts you in places where you have to search and you have to do and, and do all these kinds of things and read. And, and, and you cannot be any more perfect than you are in any given moment. Those things are an ad 
and you can enjoy them. But, you know, the idea is to to know that you're perfect when you're learning all those things. So a monk is only as perfect as he is that moment. And he is not any more perfect in that moment than he is in that moment. And neither are you. So perfect is perfect. Absolutely. That's perfect. That? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I and, like it. And, and, Rod, and, yeah, and the, the other thing about it that I think is really important is that, that, that knowing that you're perfect is only a perception. Okay. Because you cannot be in the moment. You can only perceive the moment. And as you're perceiving the moment, the moment is already over because now it's something that you can view. So for your ability, from a place of knowing that you're perfect, you can say anything you want about yourself. You can perceive the last moment any way that you'd like it. I just think it's cool to say you're perfect. It was a great moment all the time. Hey, that was another good moment. Yes, it was. I like that. That's absolutely great. Is how many people though that you know that can say they're perfect? Uh, everybody. <laughs> everybody. Everybody. Everybody can you know. Say it. <laughs> you know? That's oh, wow. funny. That is good. Everybody. Well, so yeah. so it's the same thing as concept of that is that uh if people can't say I love you without saying my friend or putting a, a, something at the end of it, not everybody can say I love you. So that's why I'm saying not everybody can say they're perfect without putting stipulations to something. Yeah, they do. And it's, and it's, and it's really sad. It is something that you have to learn, you know, and, you know, and, and I think, I think the thing is, is that if you change the way that you focus the, the feelings and the thought about being perfect. It's like every moment that passes by, you cannot be better than you were. Right. You know, I don't care how I don't care how screwed up you are. You know, I don't care what you know anything about your family or your relationships or your work or anything like that. When you are viewing that moment, you were exactly the way you were supposed to be. That's that's the way you were. If you were a complete and total mess, that's exactly the way you were supposed to be. So you were perfect. You know, you 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 couldn't have been any better and you couldn't have been any worse. You were exactly the way you were supposed to be. Okay? So if exactly. you recognize yeah, if you recognize that, you have the ability to move on from that. Once you start recognizing that you're perfect and I you know, I'm 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 exactly the way I'm on track. I'm absolutely on track. I'm I'm exactly the way I supposed to I'm supposed to be. And then you can go and pursue other things knowing that you're perfect, knowing that you're on track. You don't have to beat yourself up about, you know, where you're at because you're you're right, you know. But you can move from that spot and learn other things and get better and better so that somewhere down the line you can't be any more perfect down the line, but you can be perfect again, just a different way. Nice. Nice. It's fooling yourself. You know, it's an illusion. So you're fooling yourself and you're, you're believing these kinds of things for your own, for your own health. You're, you're, you know, recognizing that you're, you're, you're who you are and whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing, you're doing, you're, you're fine. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if this is just an illusion, can we change the illusion or make the illusion the way we want it to be? Uh, too many people. Too many people are uh, are affected by it. Uh, we can. We could change it if we all understood how connected we are. That we are all one. It has the ability to connect. Uh, and the illusion and the illusion can change. Now, in reality, what are we talking about? Uh, I've seen several times. I've seen our um, our, our universe, our our reality uh, as we live it. I see it as as it's a, like a screen. It's on a piece of paper or something. And it is from the time that we're born, it is what people have told us, what we expect, what we see, what we view. And it is the illusion that we bought because it was handed to us. So this is, this is the way the world is. Right. Now what I've seen, what I've been shown is a, is a film uh, like a Mylar screen behind the the illusion that we're shown it's like it's like having a paper behind a paper and on the paper in the front that we see is the way we live and that secondary paper behind it that's where we can sort of go well you know something guys guess what the paper that we're looking at right now is really a mess it's not right and so why don't we start to imagine what it would be like in the paper behind it and then we can start to make plans as to how that can be altered. Now, the only way that that can truly be altered in our reality is through our children and their children. So if you get a kid, uh, like I learned a lot of this stuff in my 50s and 60s, you know, and, it, and, you, and it's a little bit late. But if you tell a kid, if you tell a young kid, listen, this is the way this is the way the world works right now. And I, we can tell you that it's wrong. And we could tell you that we need to come together and we need to have a plan. We need a plan has got to come into place that we can change this. We can alter this. And the only way that we can do that is somebody's got to come up with a plan and then we got to pass it around so that other kids see it. Maybe eventually we can start to implement it, but we don't have a plan right now. And nobody likes the way it is, but. If we had a revolution today, we would create the exact same thing because there's no plan. Right. <laughs> right. Right. No, I'm yeah. just, I, and I'm, I'm sitting there pondering this thought. Okay, is that okay? So yeah. we have no we have no plan. We plan we, you know, like the different sayings. You know, if if there's no plan, we plan to fail. You know, all these different things and that. So, but life isn't a plan, but, but it is. Does that make sense? To, yeah. It, it, there's, yeah it there's, it's everything and nothing at all. Well, there, there is a plan, but you, you know, uh, uh, Janet asks me all the time, how, how can we possibly fix this? And I keep saying we can't, you know, we personally can't and we cannot fix it for us. You know, what we can do is do the best we can recognize and do the best that we can today with what we have. We can we can take steps to, to care about other people. We can do small things here and there. But, you know, but what we need to do is we need to start to set up so that, you know, generations from now, 
which we will still be connected to, you know, those generations have got to come up with a plan. We have to make it so that other people have the ability to think things out, have the ability to get the information that we have and then advance that information onto the next level. Maybe somebody somewhere down the line will come up and have an aha moment and say, you know something, guys, this is the way that we should do this and this is how we can do it. And perhaps there'll be enough people aware of the necessity of a plan that they will go, hey, good job. Let's give it a try. <laughs> by the way, I got, the, I got, by the way, I just have to add this then. By the way, that for people that don't know who Janet is, it's Janet is one of uh, Ray's advisors. And that, yeah. <laughs> my honey buddy. <laughs> in this physical world, then anyway. Anyway, so I just yeah. thought I'd throw that for the people that didn't know who Janet was, that uh, it's his, his honey yeah. bunny that is one of his advisors. Yeah, she keeps keeps me here. keeps me grounded. Yes. Um, I I thought that um, I thought that a mistake that humanity made is that, and we didn't know any better. So you know, what can you do? But we decided, you know, from caveman days, how to live, how to how to get by, how to survive, and then you know, from there. It, it grew, we grew out of caves, we went into clans, we moved on and on, and we ended up with these societies, and we ended up with uh, nationalities and different religions and all the things that we have today. And, and it's been moving along for however long it's been, thousands and thousands of years to, to get to where we are today. And nobody had the idea that we what we should do is we, what we should have done is said, listen, OK, we're going to live like this for a couple thousand years. And then what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at it and see if it works. And if it doesn't work, we're going to can it and we're going to try something else because everybody is locked into the idea that this is the way it is and this is the way it has to be, because no one ever said Hey, why don't we take a time out and, you know, and go, what the hell are we doing? You know, this is messed up. Why, you know, and I think that people are getting it. I think that people are starting to really look at it and go, you know, do we want to fix this or do we want to just come up with a new idea? This, I think it's all broken and we need to do something where, you know, people are, 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 loving each other and, and and helping each other and actually knowing that we're connected. And I think the connection is a big deal. Connection is a very big deal. Absolutely. Know? Well, because we're all one, first of all. I mean, that's the first and foremost things. We are all one. But I, I have a question for you. We're all one. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. We're, but what I'm saying, we're all one. But there's one thing is that we, like you said, we're perfect, in an imperfect uh-huh. world. Right. So so if we all knew we were perfect, wouldn't we make our world perfect? Oh, uh, <clears throat> hang on a second. <laughs> uh, the, world, the world's perfect, too. It's exactly uh-huh. where it's supposed to be. It's exactly where it's supposed to be, and we're supposed to be learning from it so that, you know, so that we can make it, continuously make it better. Now... We had to survive. For some reason, uh, you know, survival 
has uh, it, we had to protect ourselves. We had to to make sure other people weren't going to kill us, and we had to form these groups. And so, you know, our information our information is skewed because because it it came out of fear. You know, we needed to survive. Well, now we're starting to recognize that most of the people on the planet right now really don't want to kill each other. You know, if you if you went to another country and, and there wasn't any governments and there weren't any religions and things like that, those people wouldn't give a shit about you. They would not care about they would not want to kill you. They would not want to do anything. They just want to live happy lives and take care of their families. You know, and most people are like that. People are taught to hate each other and taught to fear each other. And that's one of the things that we have to look at. We have to revisit that. And recognize, you know, when when you start to recognize that there's absolutely nothing out there, it's not just people, not just people. It's there's nothing out there that we are not connected to. We're a part of everything. Right. And, and, and we're, we're a part of the nothing that people think is nothing. But that nothing is part of everything. There's nothing outside of everything. And so when we start to connect with that and start to realize that, you know, wait a second, we're we're being lied to. You know, I mean, governments have to keep us at odds or else they don't exist. Religions have to do the same or else they don't exist. You know, and once we start to recognize that we're, you know, we're just fine without all this kind of stuff, we have the ability to come together. And and that that is that is a long ways away. It's not going to happen in our lifetime, but but I guess the other thing is that just because we have computers that we can hold in our hands doesn't mean that we are advanced. No, no. <laughs> we're we're still children. Oh, we're <laughs> you very know? young. We're a very young uh, world yet. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and like we're a bunch of little kids and trying to figure it out and acting like like we know what adults are. We have no idea. Nope. <laughs> you know? Nope. I, I guarantee you that uh, you and I are not like our parents were, and they weren't like their parents were. Uh huh. You know. I know. So yeah. it, it's a different world out there now. Yeah, and and kids, there's so much information out there for kids. Uh, It's just incredible. Uh, You know, they're they're changing, and there's an awful lot of older people that are trying to make them stop and and scare them into into changing. But I think they, I think a lot of them know better. You know, I think I think they, a lot of them are getting it. Whether they know what to do about it, I I don't know. We'll have to see. Right. You know, but they're starting to recognize. They're waking up. Well, have you noticed that uh, the kids nowadays, you know, the younger generations, uh, once they're 1920s and everything else, then they have a self-worth to them. They know what they're worth. They know that there's something more out there than what we've been propagating and telling everybody, what we were even told. There's more out there. Uh, well, yeah. I, I, think, I think a lot of that has to do with uh, the collective, uh, I think, I think that people, when they're born now, they pass through the collective and there's a lot of information. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, Rod. I, you know, I don't really believe in anything, but these are my experiences. I, 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 
I've been shown a grid of what the collective looks like. And, uh, you know, I, Tom, Tom Cryenbrink drew it out for me. And, uh, you know, and, and it's, and it's very interesting, but it, but it sort of tells me that, you know, as kids are born right now, they have, they have energy that's available to them, uh, that, uh, that makes them, they're smarter. They're, they're just, you know, this information is available to them at a very early age. I'm, I'm expecting that infants are going to be able to show me how to use my phone. <laughs> you know, pretty soon. You know, somebody's got to, for Christ's sake. You know, I still don't know how to use the damn thing. But, but there, but something is happening. And and when they come here, when they when they come to to this world uh, through their mothers, and I think it has something connected with, you know, mothers and and mothers wanting to, uh, you know, they have this body that's growing in them, and mothers put all this love and attention and and energy. Uh, into them and I think an awful lot of what the mothers have as part of them becomes part of these children and that is to me that's where the collective comes in you know so I I do think that we're advancing really really quickly Um, you know it's it's a very exciting time well it is it's very exciting that so as advancing quickly in that um do you think that we're going to be seeing more things like in, you know, maybe aliens or beyond the veil or anything else coming up here? I, I don't know. I don't know. But but I see a lot of that stuff as a distraction rather than rather than something that's that's helping us at this point. I mean, it's fun and to think about that stuff and, and, and all that. But I'm starting to think that. um that those kinds of pursuits that a lot of people do right now would be better spent, time would be better spent, you know, looking back at, at, at the rest of the rest of humanity. I, I don't think, I don't think that we're going to do much advancing because there's so many of us that are really, really left behind. Think of it in terms of, you know, a lot of us people that, you know, and myself included, you know, that 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 do our spiritual quests, you know, we, we're trying to we're trying to awaken, we're trying to become more spiritual. And I saw that recently as if as if we are the human race is trying to run a race. And I and I feel sometimes like a lot of us, we're trying to run a race and all we're doing is exercising an ankle. And the rest of the body is screwed, you know. And 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 if we're going to run any place, if we're going to advance and go anywhere, what we probably need to do is actually spend our time going back and helping people, figuring out how to make the world a better place for people who are starving. You know, I mean, there's people, there's people. We're talking about aliens, but there's people starving today in our country and all around the world. You know. I, I, we, we personally may not be able to do something about that, but if our energy is focused on uh, being more empathetic, sympathetic, trying to help others, if our energy goes in that direction more as a, as a large group, maybe, maybe some of the answers that we need to help those people out are going to, to present themselves. I don't, I don't blame anybody for having fun and, 
and trying to enjoy their life and all that stuff. I just, I wonder sometimes, you know, could we be spending our time better? No, oh, absolutely. Our energy, focusing yeah. on our energy. So I've got a question, Ray. Uh, how would you go about if somebody wanted to connect with another person? And because we're all one, right? And there's a connection there. How do we do that? How do we start connecting? Uh, okay, uh, connecting. Conne well, on a very simple level, um, uh, we have to we have to revisit our idea of communication. What what is communication? And a lot of people, you know, in my business, when I when I'm working with people, uh, you know, and they come to me and they talk about communication, they're always talking about talking. They talk to each other. And and I think that one of the first things that we need to do is is get really good at listening. Uh, I don't think that communication has a whole lot to do with talking. I, I think it's got everything to do with listening to each other. So, you know, when you walk past somebody in the street and and you say, hi, how you doing? And they and they pause. Maybe you need to go a little bit further and say, well, no, really, how you doing? You know, uh, how's your life? What's what's going on and making connections with people and being freer and more open. Um, the, the idea of, of uh, being connected with everybody and a part of everybody, uh, what, what a person would want to do as an individual is, is start to is start to recognize that connection and one of the things is that when you are when you recognize that you're perfect and in the moment and you clear your thoughts and you don't have to think about that too much you can connect to the collective consciousness which is you know it's it allows you instead of looking for your own power your own specific power if you connect to the power that is everything it's a much greater amount of power. Right. So is it just like that plug makes sense? Yeah, but is it so is that just like is easy enough just to imagine plugging into something? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, well well think of it think of it as uh, as why did we unplug? You know, why why did we unplug in the first place? Why why weren't we allowed to to recognize that we were connected to everything? To begin with, right? You know, so when you're when you're born, you're sort of unplugged from from it all. Now it's just a thing of, of going. Wait a second, you know, I I I'm connected to everything. I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a big part of a huge everything. You know. Wow. Yeah. Exactly that. So looking at a bigger picture in that, if people started feeling that way, that there's a huge connection, that would loneliness go away? Uh, loneliness go away. That's interesting. Um, I wonder if loneliness is just some kind of, uh, maybe, you know, maybe loneliness is, is a signal. Maybe it's, maybe it's not what it, maybe it's not what it sounds like. Maybe, maybe loneliness is, is a, a way to tell you that, uh, that you need to move on. Maybe it's maybe it's a trigger. It's something that says that says, well, if I'm lonely, what do I need to do? Right. You know, so 
okay, so I, maybe I need to call somebody or maybe I, maybe I need to get closer to myself or something. You know, maybe sometimes, sometimes, I guess what I'm getting at is, is, is that loneliness may not be in and of itself a problem. Maybe it's a signal. Right. Absolutely. But I mean, think about this, Ray, is uh, being a person that you are a being, okay, um, yeah. and not a lot of people like you around in that, you could be in the middle of a city and feel alone, right? Uh, well, I don't. I don't because of, because of my connection. Ah. No, I... I uh, yeah, I don't. I don't feel. Uh, yeah, I. I never feel lonely, and I very rarely feel sad or anything like that. You know, I've been doing this kind of stuff that I'm talking about with, uh, you know, uh, being perfect in the moment, connecting to the moment, and all that stuff. I've been doing that for a long time. So most of the time, you know, I mean, ha- when when have you seen me not happy? That's you right. Know, it, it, I, I mean, I very very. It does happen. Absolutely. I am human and it does happen. But, you know, I can find. See, and I guess that's a part of it is that the other thing that I trained myself to do is recognize balance. Balance is huge. There is nothing in the world that's negative that doesn't have an equal amount of positive connected to it. You have Mm -hmm. to find it. You know, so if you get really good at at looking at, at what's the positive thing, what am I supposed to learn? That doesn't mean you're supposed to run from negativity because negativity is what teaches you the positive. So you have to look at the negative and you, and what I do when things are, are crappy, things are negative, I go, whoopee, you know, what am I going to learn? You know, because I, because I already know that, you know, I, I've got, I'll have to go through that, but the whole time going through it, I'm enjoying the negativity because I, I know that it's there to teach me something. It's not there to kick my ass. It's there to teach me something. You know, so I, I get very happy about that. And so right, exactly. is that Pollyanna? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> so, Hell, I'm happy. Care. What do I care? <laughs> but isn't that that so you, so there's a like a full circle here, is that we're going right back to your new modality, the riveting. Because that's what basically yeah. you do is you're balancing everything out, making a new of everything. Even the positive has to be new, and that's really interesting. Now, now they study in Taoism that that uh, is uh, we're all pendulums in, within ourselves. Okay, and mm-hmm. as far over as the happiness will go, will come back as the sadness, and okay. within us. So we're supposed to stay at a rate, a, a, just a level, a balanced level. In that, we're not supposed to get overly excited or overly sad because. As far uh, over as it'll go one way, it can go back the other way. That uh, how does that does that equate in your life and how you deal with stuff? No, no, not necessarily. It doesn't. Uh, I I don't see it. I don't see it that way. And and I understand what they're talking about, but I don't live that way. Uh, you know, I I can see. Um, you know, I'm here. I'm here to enjoy my life. I'm here to grow and to learn. Uh, and how I do that is up to me. So if I'm the kind of person that says that says I welcome negativity because I get something great out of it, you know, that that's my pendulum is always on a positive side. It's always, you know, it's a very one sided deal for me. Now, 
it does sometimes, you know, I will have things that will swing the other way, but I really don't want to leave it there. You know, I don't want to leave it there just to be uh, a monk. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You know, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I and I, I get what they're doing. I understand what they're doing, but that doesn't work for me anymore. Wow. Absolutely. Understand that. So, well, and, and you know, it's 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 important for people to hear contrary kinds of ideas, contrary kinds of ways of looking at it, because we're so we are so indoctrinated into hearing something that makes that sort of makes sense and then accepting it. Right. You know, and, and, and a lot of stuff that we've been taught uh, makes an awful lot of sense. And it seems like it's really good, but it's lacking. Right. You know, it's like it doesn't take us far enough and, and people don't process it and think, well, OK, well, that's really nice. But what else? You know, absolutely. Um, you well, know, so, yeah, that's what I teach my students also. And, and the aspect is that take a cheesecloth and that and as you listen to me, put everything in that cheesecloth. What makes sense uh-huh. to you will stay in that cheesecloth. The rest you can just let it go because not everything works for everybody. You know, not one size fits all. And that is is we're all we have our own way of processing and thinking. It's it's the same way as that if I told you a table as you grew up and I told you a table was a chair, and I told you that uh-huh. your whole life and that's what you heard every day was that that table was a chair. You go now go right. to school and they tell you to set. Sit down, sit in your chairs. You'd sit on the table. You would sit on the table, right. Exactly. So that's uh-huh. so we have this process that we go through that we think because we are told how we're supposed to think. This is what, what uh-huh. it's to how we see it. So we are seeing things as our parents told us how to see things. And what you're doing and what you're bringing out and everything else, the con- connection and con- consciousness and everything else of that, and this new ribbing idea is that is to think for yourself. How does that mm-hmm. chair really look to you? How does the table really look to you? Is that really a chair or is that really able? Just because we can't see something yeah. doesn't mean it's not there either. And and sometimes, okay, uh, I. I, <laughs> I love this. Do we still have a little time? Yeah, we have about four minutes. Four minutes? Yeah. Uh, okay, you're going to have to come back for this one. I can't, I can't do this one in four minutes. But I, I, I said something. I said something at my, my talk, and, and, I, and, I, and it was a very profound kind of statement. And I asked people, I said, you know, if I, if, uh, if I continue to talk right now and told you all kinds of different things, you would – you would leave here today and you would not remember what it is that I just said to you. You know, if I didn't draw attention to it, you would walk away and you would not get it. It would not be in your psyche. You would not, you would listen to all the other stuff that I said and you would walk outside and you'd say, what the hell was that thing that he said? That was really good. That was so, God, that was amazing. That was a wonderful line and you wouldn't get it. And then I said, how important is it that you didn't get it? And Rod, not important at all. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's, not, it's not important at all. You know, that's, <laughs> just, just be happy. You know, that's all that's important. That other, that, other, that other stuff. You know what was one of the ways that that statement that I used was really profound? 
is because I was able to tell people that just because it's profound <laughs> doesn't mean anything. So what? Uh, <laughs> exactly. What's it going to do for you? Absolutely. It's just going to confuse you and piss you off. <laughs> just because it was on Facebook doesn't make it real. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Oh, maybe. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Ray, it's great. we got to have you on again, okay? This is awesome. That uh, Cindy wanted to be here part of and, and be part of it, but she's got some other stuff that she's been going on. So she couldn't be here tonight either. And that right. She's in a class on that. But I'm really glad to have you in that. So tell us a little bit, Ray. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, what, where can they see you? Do you know where your next uh, uh, uh Speeches coming? I, I don't. I don't have. You know, I. I'm just going to start posting stuff about another talk here. Uh, I, I'm. I, I'm going to. Maybe it's going to be at your place. Uh, but I. I really am going to hit everything that I can and start to get out there. Uh, I, I'm looking for some places to show people about ribboning. Uh, you can. You can reach me at Inner Power Insights, and. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, how else to do that but well okay <laughs> okay hey listen everybody you can reach me through rod <laughs> oh my gosh really they'll tell, tell you how to find me <laughs> i just became ray's answering machine yes thank you very much there you go <laughs> you know take advantage but do you have an email or anything else that that they can send it to you know, in- uh, just it just R-A-Y-K-O-P-0326 at Gmail. And you could reach me reach me there. One more time again, Ray? Uh, Say that one more time. It's R-A-Y-K-O-P-0326 at gmail.com. Awesome. Awesome. Now, you have an office, too, that you uh, see people there, too, right? And- yeah, I, I'm... My my place is at 19th Avenue in Camelback, and uh, and if you want to, I mean, you can look me up at Inner Power Hypnotherapy, and uh, and and that'll bring you to my website. And my website's being changed; it's going to be Inner Power Insights soon. But Inner Power Hypnotherapy will get you there, oh. and you can check that out. There's ways of you know reaching me through that. Inner Power. It's Hypno- a beautiful website. Inner Power Hypnotherapy. Inner Inner Power Hypnotherapy, yes. Yep. And it's uh, Ray Kapkowski. Uh-huh. I, I said that. K-O-P. <laughs> uh, you did a great job. Yep. You can also find... It only took you, what, 10 years? Yeah, yeah, it's huh? taking me a little bit. Just a little bit. Hey, I used to call Ray Cup of Coffee all the time. Because uh, when I first met Ray, he yeah. was running a... He owned a coffee shop and i'd go there all the time a lot of metaphysical people were there and everything else and so i only heard thought his last name was cup of coffee and so it was kind of interesting so i'm very happy excited to have ray on on uh on our podcast today uh very exciting you can get a hold of him on facebook on his inner power hypnotherapy uh Learned about where he's going to be talking next and that. I'm sure he's going to be at Beyond Today here and that. And, and come and see him. He, he's got some powerful things to to say, and, and it's pretty profound. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I, every time I talk to him, I learn something. It's really funny. It's, we were sitting around Beyond Today uh, earlier, 
And there's like five of us guys in that were just talking there and that we said, Hey, this should be our podcast. And it was just it was hilarious. It was, we're having we're having a lot of good time in that. I'm usually at Beyonce, I'm usually overran by females, but it's kinda of nice to have five males in the yeah, front it was, room. It's all guys. Yes, yeah. all guys. Hey listen, uh I, I wanna thank you and I gotta tell you I've known you for a long time. I'm really proud of of you, I'm really proud to know you. You know, um, yeah, you got some good stuff going on, Rod, and uh, I love you. Thank you. Uh, I love you, too. Thank you so much. We're perfect, aren't we? We're just perfect. Yeah, we're perfect. Yep. <laughs> you know, you're absolutely perfect. <laughs> yep. My name is Rod. All right, buddy. My name is Rod Lyman, and this was Ray. We're at Beyond Today. I'm at Beyond Today. Ray's at his own house, and Beyond Today is located at 11223 North 28th Drive, Suite F101 in Phoenix, Arizona. Our phone number here at Beyond Today is 602-374-4926. That's 602-374-4926. I hope to see you guys, and uh, you guys have a blessed day. You are loved, and I am blessed. Have a good night.